All human thought, all science, all religion is the holding of a camera to the light of the universe. Because we see to get the stars, or to be chosen them because we are human, this pointless reading. Do the stars were right, they could plunge from worlds, worlds, stars. But when the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you're playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsareright.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 6 of our campaign based on the setting book Berlin the Wicked City written by David Larkins with Mike Mason and Lynn Hardy and published by Chaosium. We're currently playing The Devil Eats Flies. Who are you playing and how are you today, Brayden? Hey, Brayden here playing Sadina Andrasov. And yes, I usually look up my jokes ahead of time and it's for a very good reason because my own material isn't very good. Uh, here, I've written one for you right now. My hair is getting so long, I think that Anita Berber. That's very good. That's incredible. You should write your own jokes every time. Here's another one. Andreas oh struggled last last episode with the cocaine. You could say that he crossed the line. Okay. And that's all for now. <laughs> oh goodness. Breeden. This is amazing. You don't need the internet. You the magic was it. inside you all along. <laughs> the internet was within you all along. <laughs> well, this has been far more wholesome and uh, <laughs> I feel really good about myself. Let's keep yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How? Uh, I don't have any jokes, but uh, Cabaret taught me that prairie oysters are good for hangovers. So prairie oysters all around. <laughs> Lydia. Hi, I'm playing Andreas Vogel, and he does not feel well at all today. <laughs> Poor Andreas. Jilly. <laughs> Hi, I'm playing Max Oswald, and can you believe how they treated me in that last club? I thought it was a bit rich. Oh my goodness. Uh. And I am Fedra, your keeper for the day. And I just will not tell you any chimp jokes this time. <laughs> <laughs> Jilly, tell us what happened last time. As the group approaches the Red Mill Cabaret, Max pulls Sadie aside to check in with her. Anxious that Grossman's name coming up and being out in busy public spaces might be worrying her. Sadie reassures them, then they make their way into the club. Andreas has a startling realisation once inside that this is a club from his dream of the red-haired Slavic girl. Max almost gets himself into a fight when he approaches the bar and the barman sneers at his obvious wealth, but Andreas manages to cool tempers with some hastily offered cocaine which Max and Andreas both indulge in as well. Andreas spots some women he recognises from the dream and approaches them, joining them at their table with Moritz on his lap happily talking about boutiques. The ladies recognise the description of the girl and confirm her name is Shamskovska and that she jumped in the Landveer Canal and was institutionalised. The spotlight is stolen by the extravagant arrival of a hedonistic couple. A shirtless man in an open jacket and a woman in a full mink coat with a baby chimp round her neck which is soon the only thing she's wearing as she removes the coat. The woman is Anita Berber and Andreas is quite starstruck as she narrates a poem about orchids, which makes no effort to hide that it's about sex. Max overhears Anita Berber talking with some fascination about Grossman, and so they go over and tell her about the sausages and what they may have contained. She's delighted with this depraved information and encourages him to sit down, telling him about a show she's working on, Dancers of Vice, Horror and Ecstasy. The night ends early, just as Anita Berber starts nibbling on Max's cheek, 
when Andreas takes a second hit of cocaine and starts to react badly to it, so the group make their way back to the club to regroup and recuperate with a new lead to follow up on that hopefully takes them one step closer to finding out who the red-haired girl is. It is a difficult night, let's say, for all of you. Uh, some of you more than others. Andreas, uh, you know, passing out from drugs doesn't necessarily give you a restful night's sleep. And some of you are not used to even, even the one dose you took. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming you're not very well rested. But you, Andreas, even more so because you have a dream. Okay. So the night hasn't been a total horror for him then, or has it? You see a bloody butcher's block in a kitchen. The linoleum is slick with blood and there are cuts of bloody meat stacked up on the tile countertop. Clearly visible among the piles of meat are a human hand and a woman's head. You've never seen that face before and yet you still get raw sanity oh dear okay what is andreas's current sanity it's only 35 oh no okay and withering fast 61 okay that's a d4 ah okay i rolled a three enjoy so you lovely probably wake up in a sweat that is not a pleasant dream to have on top of everything else i think he wakes up as you say in a sweat and what's the arrangement that uh, andreas would be sleeping on is there a couch does does max have a spare room or a sofa yeah there'll be a spare room that you'll be sleeping in Cool. Okay, so he wakes up in Max's spare room and he's sweating and he's a little bit disorientated, I think. And he's probably still got blood down his shirt and he's feeling thoroughly, thoroughly sorry for himself. But that horrible, horrible sight of the hand and the face. And he doesn't like feeling vulnerable. He doesn't like feeling like he needs other people but i think he manages to stand up and he takes the blanket with him and he kind of stumbles out into the rest of the flat looking for the others he just really wants some company right now you probably see say dina uh, up early making offerings to the hearth spirit of the uh, club and she's probably lighting some incense and things in the morning. She'll see you stumbling out. Andreas, did you sleep well? No. No, I, I really didn't. I, I, I had a, I had a dream. It's, it's probably just the cocaine. I, I don't know. Uh, but it was not a good dream. Yeah, come sit. I'll make you some tea. Are you, are you sure? I... You, you looked like you were doing something. I, I, I didn't want to interrupt. No, it's fine. Mm-hmm. All right. And she'll finish up what she's doing quickly and take your hand and pull you over to a seat and sit you down and then go and make some tea. Tell me of this uh, dream. And Andreas wraps the blanket around himself a bit tighter. I think... Ugh. I, I, I feel bad for even saying this. I, I, I know of your history with that man, but I think I saw Grossman's workroom. Piles, piles of meat, piles of women's bodies, a hand, a head, a face. Oh God, it was so vivid. It was awful. Sounds terrible. I don't want to... I don't want to distress you. I don't want to distress me. I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll, I'll be fine. Just tea. Tea is what I need. I uh, can't help but feel like we're being pulled into this for some reason. Yeah. I wanted to get away from this man and the memories for so long, but I think maybe the spirits are tying me to him somehow. 
Mm. I don't believe in spirits. He's dead. The man is dead. He is gone. Surely, surely he is gone. You don't need to worry about him. We will all, we'll all look after you. We'll all keep you safe. You know that, don't you? Of course, yes. I do believe he's dead. I'm not worried about the man anymore, but the things that he did was... It's going to take years to tie up the loose ends. He's cast a very long shadow, that man. It does, uh, it does feel nice searching for this victim. Feels like if we do manage to find her, that's, I don't know, it's silly to say, but there's one win that I have over him. Takes away the power from him a little more, I guess. I like your way of thinking. I was going to say, I just hoped it would bring some kind of closure for you, as the psychologists say. I think she's gone. I think she's dead. I don't think we'll ever find her, but whatever the truth of the matter, I just hope it lets you lay some ghosts to rest. Also, I can't believe I overdosed in front of Anita Berber. What is wrong with me? Uh, <laughs> I'm never going to live this down. She was so captivating, wasn't she? She was. I think you two would make a great couple. <laughs> well, she's not usually my uh, my taste, but uh, sometimes I make some exceptions. <laughs> She'll bring over the tea now and continue sitting with you. She'll sit and chat with you until she feels that you're comfortable enough and maybe able to go back to sleep or start the day or whatever you want to do. From a mechanical point of view, Fedra, can I roll psychoanalysis to try and calm Andreas down? Yeah, although, yeah, yeah, let's do it. No, I rolled 69. You know what, that's okay. I'm sure he appreciates the intent anyway, even though you're not quite saying the right thing. Yeah, and I think he's probably quite resistant to it as well. He's probably like just grumbling and trying to make light of it and being like, no, I'm fine. I don't need to talk about it. All I need is tea. I'll be okay. Yeah. Sadie probably has a pretty tough time, like, trying to, you know, <laughs> counsel you through a dream about her former, you know, attacker. So Yeah, absolutely. And, and he'd be clamming up a bit because he doesn't want to upset her either. Yeah, they'll just sit together, I guess, and make polite conversation until the rest of the people wake up, I suppose. I I think he eventually unwraps half of the blanket and sort of puts half the other half of it over her. <laughs> She'll let I give him a big smile and uh, cover herself up and get warm. What's everyone else doing? Uh, Max will wake up late and find everybody else that's stayed over at his house and um, I guess we probably need to start thinking about where we go next so uh, you'll say good morning everyone how did you sleep off the events of last night i am thoroughly ashamed of myself there's no need to be ashamed andreas i'm sure you've seen me in much worse states hmm. <laughs> true i can't even look at you right now but here drink one of these he's handing around a tray of prairie oysters uh max you're out of eggs i'm sure you don't mind uh no of course not uh, what does everybody think we should do next then? This, this girl, she, she's been committed. She's in a sanatorium. Before we get too much further with that, Max, I think, Andreas, you should share what you saw in your dream. Hmm. All right. Well, I dreamed of blood and organs and, and body parts, uh, a butcher's block with a woman's hand and a woman's head. I think, I think it was Grossman. Not something I care to relive. Why is he still infecting your dreams if he is dead? Well, I mean, he's been in the newspaper and we've been searching for this girl. And I was saying to Sadie, I, I don't believe that we will find her alive again. I think... Grossman took her. 
and that means she's gone. There may be nothing more to it, but uh, it does seem strange that I'd be dreaming of it. It was so vivid. There's so much hope that we'd find this girl alive. Uh, feels like it'd be a win against that horrible man. God, are we never to be rid of him? Even in death he haunts us. We must try and find the poor lamb. I, I'm hoping if she was committed, she would have been difficult to get hold of. We just need to find what institution she was sent to. I mean, she can't have gone far. Yes. Shall we call around? See what we can find out? Uh, you're all Berlin natives, basically. You've been here for so long. So you know that the main asylum at the time known as the State Insane and Idiot Asylum of Daldorf. They didn't mince words back then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is located in Reinickendorf, on the northwest edge of the city. And the best way to reach it is by the elevated Dadban Railway, getting off at Vitno Station and walking to the grounds from there. Hmm. Yes, the uh, state insane and idiot asylum of Daldorf, otherwise known as the S I A I A O D. I always say it that way, it's so much quicker. Saya Aya Old. Why, that's just a short ride away on the elevated start barn. You could be there in less than an hour. About we have some breakfast? Oh, you've already handed out breakfast, haven't you? <laughs> well, it depends whether you consider a raw egg with hot sauce and seasonings in a glass to be breakfast. I don't. That sounds like <laughs> salmonella poisoning for someone with 20 constitution. <laughs> raw constitution. Oh, God. This is how Brayden dies. Oh, no. Do you want me to actually roll? Once again, Hal killed Brayden. <laughs> no, I don't want this to be a meme. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's allowed to make that a meme. Yeah, I failed. You gag on the eggs. You, you can't yeah. keep it down. <sighs> You're convinced he tried to poison you. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Max. I'll clean it up and she'll rush off to the kitchen to get a towel or something. Oh, I'll buy you a pretzel on the way if Max will lend me a clean shirt. <laughs> of course. I I wonder if this girl perhaps managed to escape the grasp of Grossman and has been committed, but her mind is troubled by what she experienced and maybe if we if we talk to her and and uh, agree that it was a real event, maybe she she will be free potentially. That's a nice thought. I don't know how sympathetic her guards are going to be, but we can give it a shot. And I mean, to be fair, it took me a while to recover from uh, what happened with me in Grossman. I don't know what this lady went through, but maybe this place could be the best for her right now. You never know. Just don't get your hopes up. I'll bring some cash in case we need to Convince the gods. Yes, that worked so well last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we away to the insane asylum? What is the time? Probably mid-morning, would you say? I was going to ask that as well, actually. What time would you have all woken up? Yeah, I said Max slept late, so I would say like, like 11, 11.30. Okay, so it's quite, quite late morning then. And I guess by the time you leave the house, it's probably midday. Yeah, I think that's mm. fair. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. guess you're not really in a rush, so that's okay. Why are you being so ominous about noon? <laughs> it's probably <laughs> midday. Well, I have events that happen certain times of the day, and oh, you're God. moving past them fast. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> by sleeping in. <laughs> well, we oh, don't know. God. We don't know. <laughs> We don't know. There's no way we could have known that time was important. <laughs> so are you off to the asylum? Yes. Yes, mm -hmm. indeed. On your way there, you can't help but notice and pick up the late morning paper 
who would like to read us some news? I shall read some news if you like. So Andreas picks up a newspaper while he's buying pretzels for everybody and um, he is taken aback by one of these news stories on the front page and he reads it aloud. Police have reported three separate murders in and around the Friedrichshain neighborhood in the last 24 hours. One body, that of a woman known only to locals as Lulu, was found by students of the Andreas Gymnasium School, Koppenstrasse 76, up among the branches of a tree. If we didn't know better, we would say she climbed the tree to escape a wild animal, but was pursued and torn apart up there, one of the officers informed our reporter. We now must ask, is there a bear in Berlin? <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> there it is, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Two other bodies were pulled from the Spree River. Inspector Krieg of the criminal police has refused to comment on the ongoing case, but notes that both women were far too mangled to make a positive identification at this time. Reports of missing persons in the Friedrichshain district will be forwarded to Inspector Krieg while the case remains open, but many of the residents are unregistered immigrants, and there seems little hope that these ladies unknown will be identified any time soon. Lulu. Lulu, that, that, that was the woman we spoke to. Dear God, that poor girl. <sighs> she didn't deserve this. A bear in but I, I mean, what, what? What? Torn apart up a tree? That doesn't make sense. Or perhaps one escaped from the zoo. Well, surely we would have heard about that. Surely that would have been in the newspaper. If I were working in the zoo and I'd suppressed the news of a bear escaping and headlines like this started crossing my desk, I think I'd shit myself. <laughs> I think we all would. I have a very bad feeling. We need to make sure that we we stick together. I don't want anybody going out alone. S something is going on in Berlin. Sadie, uh, we need to get a message to Gerda. Make sure she is she's always accompanied. Absolutely, straight away. This um, Inspector Krieg, I spoke to him before. Last time I encountered uh, Grossman. Maybe we could talk to him. I don't know what this relevance is, if... I try to stay away from police as much as I can, given my uh, <clears throat> line of work. But I suppose we have no option. Ma Max, what, what was the name of that officer that we spoke to? When we first uh, met, you remember? The night we met. I can't remember his name. He wasn't an inspector. He was... he was only an officer. Oh, no, there were two. There was the one you flirted with in the park, and then there was the one that we had to be interviewed by later. Ah, yes. Officer Valdan. Hmm. So not Krieg. I... I... I didn't take the name of the, uh... the accompanying officer who conducted the interview, no. Well, it, it sounds at least like Sadie has a, a link to him. What's he like? He seemed like a stern man. Hmm. Not particularly uh, friendly. Oh, three women dead. Hopefully they catch this person quickly. Uh, we don't need any more innocent people being murdered. Well, yes, quite. But, but I need to say, before we get carried away, I, I know we're being paid to investigate, but we're not being paid to investigate this. Not unless this, this, this creature, this bear, whatever, has made it into the asylum. Hmm. Very true. Maybe it's a copycat. But they didn't get the memo about the sausages and they've been leaving the entrails in trees instead? <laughs> <laughs> or trying to outdo Grossman, who knows? There's some very oh. strange people in Berlin these days. You're not wrong. We can't hear about this and, and not do anything. Uh, what if Gerda comes home and... She is targeted by whoever this animal is. We have to... We have to do something. Uh, he seems to be targeting working girls, though, doesn't he? In Friedrichshain. Poor district. Ger Gerda will be 
fine, I'm, I'm sure. But I understand your worry. Best thing we can do for Gerda, surely, is make sure she's kept safe when she's here, doesn't wander around alone at night, etc. Yeah, I, th I think that's true for all of us. We might not be the the prime targets for whoever is committing these acts, but we could we could disturb them or risk them being caught. We need to be careful. Yes, I, I confess I'm not relishing the idea of going back home by myself. Uh, Max, you you know I hate to ask, uh, and I appreciate the club isn't open, but uh, would you say see your way clear to me, uh, maybe camping out on a on a sofa for a little while longer? I think that sounds like a fine idea. We can we can make a a party of it. Good. We can celebrate finding this uh, Polish lady all, uh, you know, alive and well and uh, safely ensconced in an institution that I've no doubt is doing her the power of good. Yeah, we'll need to buy some more eggs. <laughs> yes, let's remember, <laughs> on our way home. No more eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're off to the asylum? Or to the grocery store? <laughs> We're off to the S I A I A O D. It's so easy to remember. E I E I O. Rolls by the foot. It really yeah. does. Old MacDonald had an asylum. And in that same asylum, there was a <laughs> missing Polish girl that a Russian prince is looking for. <laughs> With a Franciszka Szamakowska here. <laughs> Anyways, continue. <laughs> so, the State Insane and Idiot Asylum of Daldorf is in the middle of a massive park-like forest that lends the institution a distinctly rural feel despite being situated in the middle of an urban landscape and it appears to be open right now. How should we approach this? Given Andreas's day job as a pharmacist, would he know anybody in the pharmacy here? Because presumably there, there are people who work in... There must be a pharmacy of some kind in the asylum, I would imagine, to, uh, yeah. to, to mix the drugs. I'll allow a pharmacy role. Okay. For connections. Connections. Okay, I have 56 in science pharmacy, so let's hope. Huh, 90. This oh. is really, really oh. not, not a good well. We not had a really a good, good shot there. That's not something we often yeah. get to roll either, connections in a profession. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh, wow. none of your peers ended up at the asylum. In that way, anyway. I don't know about the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the cells are just stuffed with them. <laughs> Absolutely. Potentially. They're taking off drugs. Yeah, the way the sanity hits come if you take your second <laughs> dose of cocaine, my goodness. Yep. I don't know anybody who works here. Well, we can just claim to be uh, friends of the, the young lady in question. Um, I mean, they're allowed visitors, aren't they? I would think so. Friends of the family? Mechanically speaking. <laughs> Does anyone have fast talk over 40? Hmm. <laughs> Not at all. Nope, 25 over here. No, I've only got base. Yeah, I've got base. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're just too honest a bunch. Moritz, did you get the name of the the women in the bar who who knew the girl? Goodness, did I? No. Not at all. No. Yeah, I think it was somewhat distracted. <laughs> I uh, did not know. Were, were you hoping we could uh, pretend to be her? Uh, I was hoping that we could pretend to be her friend, but perhaps... Uh, what do we know about her? Perhaps uh, one of us could pretend to be a, a lover or a partner? Sure, I could do that. 
I've gotten very good at uh, pretending to be other people ever since I started hiding. Perfect. Would it be foolish to to say that we've been sent by her, um... Wait, who is the guy again? Her uncle? Did I imagine that? <laughs> Did I just completely make that up? Who is this prince guy to her? I don't think he said. Okay, I just imagined a familial connect, uh, connection that doesn't exist. I'm not mm -hmm. certain that he he told us why. So hang on, just some old rich guy is like, hey, find me this young lady, I'll give you three pounds a day or whatever, and we're like, yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> don't you remember being there? I don't recall it being this sketchy. It made sense at the time. I, I think in character, Andreas's theory is that either the girl was his mistress or maybe she was like a servant and she's done a runner with the Tsarina's jewels or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's why he wants her back. That's right. Okay. Fine. Well, scratch that. I was going to be like, your uncle's worried about you, but nope. The prince is worried about yeah. you. Yeah. We're going to rock up at an insane asylum and be like, hello, we were sent here by a Russian prince. We have a mission of the utmost importance. They're just they're never going to let us leave. Could we pretend to be officers coming to re-interview her after the attack reported in the paper today? Are we planning on laying our hands on police uniforms? Do detectives wear police uniforms? Not according to Babylon Berlin, but they do have these badges they keep flashing. Funny little mm. circular ones attached to their belts. Oh yeah. I could just, I mean, easily say that I'm a friend coming to visit. Yeah. I'm not sure what the police angle would get us, mm. aside from potential, I don't know, whether they are super keen on police interviewing or what. Do we remember what age the girl is meant to be? Uh, about 19, I think. Mm. And should we use a fake name or a real name? Mm. Probably a fake name, right? Yeah. Probably both. I mean, Both? she uses an alias, but we don't know why she uses an alias. Yeah, I feel bad for outing her, but um, she's not the one paying us, right? Mm-hmm. And it might yeah. not even be her, is what Andreas thinks. He's convinced that she's dead. Because he's one of life's optimists. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thing is, she wasn't even going by the alias when she was at that Red Mill cabaret, was she? Because you used the alias when you tried to ask for her and they corrected you and gave her proper name. Oh yeah, bang on. Mm. There we go then. That wasn't the alias, yeah, that right. was what uh, Gorsman called her in his notes. Oh, okay. Oh my god, this plot is thick. That's why I said you need a lot of notes for this one. <laughs> Good lord. It's a thick one. Stay alert, people. Good god. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, he recounts news stories of Carol Grossman and the lists of women's names in his own journal. One such name was Sasnowski which the prince believes is the alias of a young Polish girl, Franziska yeah. Shamskowska, now missing. Shamskowska being the alias, but Grossman misinterpreting it is the idea. Oh, I see. I, they were very similar, so it's literally just him yeah. like, writing it wrong. Yeah. Fine. Okay. So, Shamskowska is actually an alias. Is that what you just said? That's what he said. Because that's not what we have uh, noted. We thought Shamskowska was the real name and Sasnowski was the alias. Yeah. There's, actually, there's three names. There's a real name somewhere and then there's this alias and then there's Grossman's misinterpretation of the alias. Yeah. I don't think we ever made a note of the real name. You were not told one. Oh. Isn't there also just a, a Russian thing where there's more than one name? I'm not quite certain how it works, but I, I think that sometimes there's... They use more than one name according to who they're talking to. I would have to look that one up, though. Russian doll situations, like one persona within another, <laughs> within another. I'm not certain. I think there's something to do with like levels of familiarity, mm. and uh, also like your your last name is according to your 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 mother's or your father's name. Real name Vladimir, but to my friends, they call me Craig. <laughs> right, sounds about right. 
<laughs> I don't know. I, I would have to look that one up, but I imagine Andreas, who lives in the Russian area, would know more than I do. Hmm. Well, it sounds like we only have the one useful name anyway, yeah. right? So we're that's the name we're giving, right? Yeah, and we can always yes. say she's 19 years old, Slavic features, strawberry blonde hair, very pretty. There we are. There can't be that many patients in the asylum meeting that description. Yeah, they dredged her out of a river, right? Like, it can't yeah. be everyday occurrence. Yeah. Alright, so what we often discuss in these circumstances, and I don't know that we have ever successfully done it or that it's benefited us, benefited us in any way, but we're always like, okay, we're going to go talk to the authorities of some kind. We don't quite know if our approach is going to work, so let's split up. You guys go take the subterfuge <laughs> approach, and then if that doesn't work out, then the other two of us will come and try and bribe them, <laughs> and it's never worked once, has it? <laughs> Hey, it's still a good plan regardless, though. <laughs> Is it? I, I do think bribery would probably get us in to see her if she's not allowed visitors. There is that. Mm. But I don't see it being useful beyond that. So shall we just go and say, hello, we're friends of her. Yeah. So. Can we come in? And then if they're like, no, then we're like, but what if money? Yeah. <laughs> Max also has disguise, don't they? So they could... Uh, Disguise us and we could come back as oh, yeah. people. Easy. Yeah, I've got disguise 40. Solid. Uh, I can be charming as well, so if we need to charm the prison guards to try and let us in, then maybe we could do that. It's not yeah. a prison, uh, although I guess that's <laughs> oh, yeah. not what everyone <laughs> thinks. Ask, right? <laughs> All right. So this yeah. is a lot of discussion for a potential 40% roll, which is likely to fail. <laughs> it's 2pm by now. Um, <laughs> yep. It's 2pm, you guys uh, have missed eight crucial events. <laughs> I'm going to walk up to the front counter very confidently. I'll do like a little knock on the counter, even though the person's sitting right in front of me. Say, um, excuse me, I'm here to see a friend of mine. You dragged her up out of a river not long ago, uh, Miss Shamskovska. Uh, give me a moment. What's your name? My name, of course, is... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it starts laughing in her face. <laughs> hey, Braden's fast talk is like negative 100. Nina's <laughs> is 40, so she gives a believable name. Someone throw me a name. <laughs> throw me a name. I, Maybe throw I me a fast, roll, a, fast, a fast talk roll. I need to burp <laughs> The most famous film star in Berlin right now. <laughs> she says Maria. Straight okay. into the asylum. <laughs> yeah, they'd let you in, no problem. Well, that's one way of getting to talk to her, right? Mm-hmm. Maria. Oh, I got a 0-2 extreme success on Faster. Amazing. Yes. Go, Brayden. And uh, you're related to this uh, Shamskovska, was it? No, just my friend. Uh... Friend. Okay. <laughs> I've uh, heard of those. Let me have a look at our files. She looks down, kind of some some doctors and some nurses pass by. Is, is it just you and everyone else waiting outside or? Uh, oh, and this is my friend. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Unless someone else wants to come with me. <laughs> this is my friend. <laughs> he points to no one. <laughs> All right, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are in. <laughs> come right this way, please. I would probably have came with you just in case you needed to bribe anybody. Smart. Perfect. Don't forget to take your fast talk. This is a campaign after all. Yeah. And she says, uh, are you sure your friend is in this asylum? Mm, maybe she checked through with her nickname. Uh, you can try Sasnovsky. Uh, mm, uh, that's uh, it. That's all we've got. No, sorry, no one of that name. Mm. Oh my gosh, I knew she'd been out of sorts recently, but not this out of sorts. She got red hair. You pulled her up from the uh, what's the name of that river again? <laughs> the Landwehr Canal. Landwehr Canal. Yes. Perfect, thank you. Uh, Otto. <laughs> I'm not even there. Oh, wait, Max. Yes, yeah, sorry. Good. 
So you're saying your friend is here after being pulled from the canal under a different name than the one you know? She's, uh, heavens knows what's going on with her at the moment. Um, I mean, as you can tell, she's here, right? Uh, who knows what she told you her name was. I see. Well, I'm afraid more detailed records I can't access. Only doctors and psychologists can access that kind of detail. I just have people's names and room numbers. So did you want me to call a doctor for you? Or would you like to maybe, I don't know, ask someone who knows, is a family member who knows the name your friend is under? Or like, I'd love to help. Perhaps I could help shed some light on things. What was your name again? My name is Belga. <laughs> <laughs> Belga, yes. Besigelga. Belga, that was my mother's name. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you must have a, a busy day in front of you. We don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, the the problem is it was quite a delicate situation she believed that she had been victimized by grossman you know um he has been in the news um and she tried to escape although we believe perhaps it was just all in her head um, and she went into the canal uh, and then was committed here goodness we, we really want to speak to her and uh, check on her welfare. I, I could perhaps make your day a little bit easier and I'll slide some money. She looks back up at you and she says, Well, I do know where they keep the key to the records, but I could it could cost me my job. She kind of, you know, picks at her nails looking around. Uh, if you're going to have to risk your job for this, well, perhaps, and I'll, I'll add another note and i say, <laughs> perhaps you could go and fetch us a cup of coffee. <laughs> uh, well, I would have to take you to the records. It's in the basement, so... Well, okay, I might mm, see... When was your uh, friend admitted, exactly? It was about 12 months ago, wasn't it? Is that...? Yeah. Yeah, um, about one year ago. I can tell that you are a woman of adventure. Uh, let's go on ad an adventure together. So, was that June 1921? Yeah. Yes, unless Phaedra's lying and <laughs> it's not. <laughs> whatever the real date is, that's what it is. <laughs> the real date. Can we roll, can you guys roll uh, like no rolls or what have you to have your characters remember the important mission brief we were given? <laughs> I'm wondering when, when you encountered Grossman, the two of you, was that like, because that's when he was that's when he was locked up, wasn't it? Was it not ten mm. months ago? It was ten months. Yeah. So it could potentially have been August. July or August. Yeah, just rereading. I will help you by telling you that the prince did tell you exactly the date that you're wondering about. Good, oh, good, good case. <laughs> wow. So there's a lot a lot to this, isn't there? A note taking. It hasn't been good enough. <laughs> it's a complicated scenario. Okay, could we roll no to see if we remember? I will ask you for an idea roll because if you fail, terrible things will happen, and then uh, next time you'll take more thorough notes. Okay. okay. <laughs> so a what roll? Sorry, idea. That's oh, intelligence. intelligence, right? Success. Hard success, even. You're like, wait a second. I remember now, the prince said it was February 1920 he was worried about the murder. February 1920, the exact date. <laughs> That's the exact month anyway. 
we don't know the exact day. Okay. And after receiving a handsome bribe from Max, the receptionist Belga <laughs> runs off into the basement. Roll me luck. Ooh, oh, not oh. a fumble. But oh goodness. Thank God for being just over 50. 99 though. God. It takes a while. The receptionist actually, you know, doesn't want to risk her job that much. So she has to come back, hang out for a bit, and then come back down and keep looking. And then come back up and hang out for a bit. And then come back down and keep looking. Uh, it's You spend a long time. You start getting hungry, getting tired, you're getting sleepy. There's nothing for you to do. It's a really unpleasant environment. It's an asylum, screaming and smells like medicine. And uh, there's probably drugs everywhere. And then after like a couple of hours of waiting, she says, she comes up with a piece of paper and she says, I don't know if this was your friend, but uh, that's the closest I could find to what you described. Attempted suicide, February 1920, a landfair canal. That's, that's all I got. Uh, here are the notes. The notes need a medicine roll to be deciphered. <laughs> oh my god, let's take it back out. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I've got big medicine. Me too. I've got some medicine. What have I got? Yes, Andreas. Uh, I have got. Oh, I've got 40. It's not too bad. Hell yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Do you do that here in public, or do you like? She, well, she maybe she pushes you to like a like a cupboard or something so no one sees you. It's like you look at that there. Maybe we take it back. Can we keep these? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> this is long before the days of photocopiers. Gosh, I miss. God's dream where we could just take a photo of everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Upload all the evidence to the cloud. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Okay, well, I'll go out and then drag Andreas back in. <laughs> and then uh, we'll, I guess I'll drag everyone into a closet. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess it was progressive, but not that progressive at the time. <laughs> and uh, give me that medicine roll. Okay, well, I'll have a look. I'll see what I can make of it. Oh no, 82. I'm <laughs> really not doing oh well my with gosh. my rolls. Would you like to push the roll? Ah, uh, I'm not. You kind of got it, don't you? Yeah, I'm not certain I see any other option. Okay, in order to push the roll, uh, I think he possibly takes the notes over to the light. I know we're in a closet, so there's probably no window in there. Excited to set you all on fire. There's a lot of cleaning supplies there. It's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't want to do that. Uh, I, I think he would take it outside of the closet. He's like, oh, my head hurts. My eyes hurt. I hurt all over. I can't read this. I'm not feeling well at all. And... Um, so he goes back out into the main room where there's a, a window to look at it. But maybe that causes potentially somebody might see him in there if he is doesn't succeed in his role. I don't know. So let's have another go. <gasps> that is a 14, which is a hard success. Yeah. Oh. Yes. oh my goodness. Oh. That was close. Oh, I had so many, there were so many terrible Bravo. things that were going to happen, but instead <laughs> you can now see enough to read the medical record uh, under the name Fräulein Ubenkant, which means Miss Unknown. Oh. Oh, like Jane Doe. <laughs> yeah. The notes say, Patient suffering from amnesia and hysterics upon admittance. Patient displays extensive wounding and scarring on arms, hands, legs, feet, neck and scalp. Most wounds are fresh and appear to be human bite marks. The notes are clear on one point. Her true name was never ascertained at the time of her admittance. Last year she began referring to herself as Anna Tchaikovsky. And it was under that name that she was discharged in May of this year, 
remanded into the custody of one Baron Arthur von Kleist. Is someone writing down all these names? These sound important as well. <laughs> I hope someone's taking notes because I'm gonna ask for idea rolls every time. I got. <laughs> I have been taking notes. <laughs> I got Fräulein Uber. Ubermensch. Uber <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the German Jane Bo started referring to herself as Anna Tchaikovsky, and who was a Baron? Arthur von Kleist. Arthur. Mm-hmm. And uh, those uh, those of you, would any one of you regularly check the social pages? Uh, I probably would, but uh, just before we do that, how long ago was she discharged? May this year. May this year. And it's now June, so that's not long. What are the social pages exactly? Is that where they talk about weddings and things amongst the aristocracy? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I can make a decent case that Moritz would, because he <laughs> doesn't like the aristocracy. Andreas doesn't care about the aristocracy. I think he skips those pages. I, I probably read them just out of curiosity about people that I knew growing up. But I'm removed from those circles now. Mm. I will allow a no roll. That is education. Okie dokie, I've got 55. 61. Ah, you do not recognise the Baron. And on that note, this is good. <laughs> oh, for real? <laughs> <laughs> on that <Ms>. cliffhanger? <laughs> oh my god. Wow. <laughs> this name means nothing to you. That brings us to the end of today's episode. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone. Brayden, Lydia, Hal, Jillian, of course, our amazing co-editor, Jason. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. If you want a way to support us further, though, consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars ride, where you get access to episodes a week early. And don't forget, you can get 10% off on chaosium.com and fanrolldice.com using code STARS10. One use per customer only. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our Cold Elder and Avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsaride.com and in the description of this episode. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. But wait, what's that? Our cult has inducted a new member. Welcome, Chris Bates, and thank you for your support on Patreon. May the omens be ever in your favour. Your support means the world to us. Let's spread those good vibes by reading out one of our latest reviews. If you'd like your own review read out on the show, go to starsaright.com forward slash reviews, where you can find links to all the platforms you can rate us on. Dasman said, very good vibes. I find it difficult to find a good actual play podcast that has the right kind of vibes. Not too serious, not too boisterous, just a good, friendly vibe. The folks at Stars Are Right do an excellent job at putting down just the right kinds of vibes to sit back and listen. Thanks, Dasman. We like the vibe as well. <laughs>